This is Moments with Foo with James Foo Torres, better known as Foo, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant people on the planet, hear their stories, and get the most important business lessons they have learned on their road to success, and get exclusive advice on how to implement their success into your life and business. Moments with Foo is brought to you by the Strategic Advisor Board and your host, Foo. Hello and welcome with Moments with Foo. I'm your host, James Foo Torres, but you can call me Foo. And today I have one of my favorite uh, video content creators in social media right now, especially on LinkedIn, uh, which he is Alex Sheridan. And uh, he is the founder of Impacts Marketing. And I'm going to let him tell you more about that. But first, Alex, how are you? Doing well, my friend. How are you? <laughs> Very good. I just got back from... Uh, I'm a business trip, very exciting stuff happening, interview with Forbes, got yeah. my clients too. So, uh, you know, I'm kind of get getting into the rhythm, back into the rhythm of things today. So this is like my first, like going back to work thing. So, <laughs> uh, but I mean, this is, this feels like it's not even that much work because I really enjoy this and I'm looking forward to hear the advice that you have to say for the audience. But, you know, first let's just start with a quick intro, uh, what you do and why. So my name is Alex B. Sheridan. I'm the founder of Impacts Marketing. Uh, we basically help companies and clients of ours take their video content and turn it into a 24-7 sales rep for their business. Awesome. I love it. Uh, I love that line every time that I see it because it's so true right now with, with content. When you put video content out, uh, it's not like, oh, it went out right now and that's it. It's always there. So people could be at 12 a.m., and checking their LinkedIn because that's the time that they check their LinkedIn and you're showing up there. You don't have to be awake, you know, you're sleeping and that's being a, a video, you know, being a salesperson for you. And that's why I think that's a, it's a very powerful line and I, and I love it. And that's why I wanted to have you here because I know you have a lot of advice that you can give to the audience. So, and then, you know, you, you told us like what you do, but then I guess you can imply the why, right? Why would you want to have a salesperson uh, 24-7? But <laughs> yeah. can you tell us a little bit about the why, like why you started this journey? Like what got you into this? Well, there's, yeah, there's definitely the business benefits of if you take your video content and position it in strategic ways, which so that it acts as a 24-7 sales rep for your company. Obviously, there's a lot of benefits that come in, leads, clients, revenue, but one of the main things that I'm passionate about is helping people sort of unleash their creative. And that's our tagline for our brand. And what that means is that everyone has a story to tell. They have perspectives that are on their mind. They have thoughts, they have opinions, they have things that they want to accomplish. And oftentimes they're held back. The creativity and potential is trapped inside. And they're sort of scared to get that out there. And maybe don't have, you know, they don't know the right strategy to get it out there in front of the people they want to reach. And so that's a big reason as to why we do what we do is to help people unleash their creative and build their business and get their message out there, get their stories out there, help them showcase who they are and what they're about and what they can do for people. And that's that's a, that's a core foundation of our business and our brand. And I can resonate a lot with that because in PR, you know, with my PR firm, we, we specialize on, on doing something like that, but instead of using video marketing as the vehicle, we use editorial coverage as our vehicle and how to then repurpose it. And we do use video, but we use it in a different way that you, you, you do like skits and more like information. We leverage the PR content as the creative. And then we, you know, we position it in social media in multiple different ways, paid or, or just organic. So I can resonate a lot with that. And 
and I'm, I'm very excited to know more about about your business. I mean, I, I contact, I, I come comment on your content all the time and ask you questions because I, I think uh, video, I mean, video is, is the number one thing that is moving right now in every, every social media platform. doesn't matter just in general. It's just the thing that is moving the most, especially short video content. So that's something that I'm uh, in my PR firm with all my clients, I'm, I'm hammering down on like creating short video content. So in, in leveraging the PR as an authority piece. So uh, this, you know, video and PR is a great combination. So that's why I know there's going to be a lot of value in this. <laughs> so, um, so now, um, my question is, do you have any uh, tips or advice for business owners in general, or for people that, that would like to do what you do, or maybe just, you know, your, your younger self that would like to start this? Do you have any tips or advice for that? One of the biggest lessons that I've learned since starting my own business was the importance of reoccurring revenue and being able to take care of your clients in more than one way. So when I first started my business, I had, you know, I'd offer consulting courses, things of that nature. And that was fine. We did a good job and service the clients, but there was so much more meat on the bone. There was so much more opportunity to make an impact in their business and to get them, you know, more results that I didn't take that into consideration and build that into really my business strategy when I first started and I was brand new. So it's not like I, yeah, I didn't have all the answers at that point, but uh, that's one thing that I would looking back now, if I could go back to two and a half, three years ago, I would tell myself, think about reoccurring revenue. It's not about getting a ton of new clients every single week. That's great. If you can do that. And I was good at that with my marketing and videos, but I needed better ways to keep clients, you know, don't just have a, a few thousand dollars uh, per client find a way to service them every single month, every year, and turn that one client into a $200,000 client. And if you can get them a million, $2 million, $3 million in actual results and revenue, and there's a strong enough ROI, they're going to pay you what whatever you need for them to get that. So that's probably the biggest lesson. That if I could go back now, I'd say start thinking about building that in there from day one. How can you add, whether it's a subscription service, whether it's you know, something every quarter that you put on for people, whatever the case may be, you have to really start building that into your business. Because if you don't have reoccurring revenue, it's hard to project. It's hard to be consistent. It's hard to really grow the business. You're going to have ups and downs, and that can be dangerous at times if you're not saving and that kind of stuff. So that would be my biggest piece of advice. Yeah, I can. Uh, and I completely agree with that because that's something that I am I'm going through. Uh, it's uh, how to like, it's not just a project. Okay. Let's get you like this couple of pieces and stuff is let's think about the long term. Let's think about what else. And I'm constantly thinking, what else can I add value to, to uh, the clients that is becomes like a, a, a no brainer investment? Like, oh yeah, I'll give you this. And then you always give me more than value. And it's something yes. that we can do every month for, you know, as long, you know, a yeah. year or more, you know? And the key is you just got to, you got to be curious and interested in, in what your clients are going through and what problems they have and what challenges they have, because you may solve one little subset of a problem or one core problem. But if you keep asking and getting curious, like for example, I may solve video content, that problem, we can create the videos for people. We can edit the videos for them. We can get them very strategy, but then there's another problem of they don't have time to post it, to schedule it, to, you know, interact with the editors, to get everything lined up, to, you know, just go through the day-to-day -day stuff. Maybe it's writing the copy or whatever it is. And so then we said, well, we could hire social media managers to help our companies with that, to help our clients with that. And so it's just, you're building more offerings and more solutions based on just listening to the client and understanding what, what are they struggling with? What's working really well? Let's keep doing more of that. Let's enhance it. 
but where are they struggling at? Where are they missing the mark? And how can you offer something that would would sort of bridge that gap to help them to the next level? Yeah, uh, what I call that's like how to reduce the friction from where starting point to where you want to be, right? Like so, mm-hmm. in that journey, uh, like you say, like for for the the content, like not it's not just the creating the content, but now there's like the scheduling and all that stuff that not necessarily what your company does like as their core, but then now you can start adding partners into that. Right, it's the same thing that for me, for example. I send a client like an onboarding form for a couple of questions about like their bio and stuff. And then if that's the, I noticed that that could be a bottleneck. So now I give them the option, like I'll give, I'll interview you. I'll record the, the interview. I'll transcribe it. I'll get it from there. I'll send it to you and make sure that I, you know, every, I copy everything. I got the message right. And that eliminates that, that friction or that, that bottleneck of, of getting into the next stage to get closer to the end result. So I, I, um, I really like that because uh, it's something that I apply and I, I definitely advise everybody. So if you can make it eliminate the bottlenecks and also to, if you can do get the same results faster, right. Or, or, or all everything to, you can mm-hmm. make the process more efficient. What are those things in the journey that are missing? Keep adding that. And that way you can add more value, have more revenue recurring and all that. So thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, this is definitely very valuable. Um, my next question is, do you have a challenge either in the beginning or it could be as recent as yesterday that that you learn from and then you you think that it will be something valuable to share with the audience? <laughs> I'm learning things every single day, you know, as you know, being a business owner. So it, it's a constant learning process. I mean, one thing that comes to my mind outside of recurring revenue, which I would have told myself two years ago to do, um, you know, an example could be not getting on TikTok faster. Like I, I saw what it was kind of becoming in 20, maybe early 2020 and probably knew that it was going deep down, knew it was going to be bigger and there was going to be opportunities there. And, um, but just was so focused on LinkedIn and building my business that I, I didn't really build my content strategy around a solid foundation first, build the video content machine as we call it, and then be able to distribute that content to LinkedIn, to TikTok, to Instagram, to wherever you want to be, Right. So um, I didn't go forward with that opportunity as much as I should have. I'd put out videos here and there, but I really stayed focused for the most part on LinkedIn. And now I got serious about it in 2022, really in in the beginning of 2022. And I made a decision. I was like, look, I'm going to start posting at least a video a day. I started posting two videos a day for a little while. And uh, I'm going to be very consistent with this. I made the decision. I'm all in. This is my commitment. Now, for me, I got to find a way to build the video content machine with TikTok in mind now, with more vertical videos in mind. And that's why you see me post a lot more videos on LinkedIn that are vertical and more people are on mobile anyway. So I think LinkedIn is naturally going to go that way. But that's TikTok, that's YouTube Shorts, that's Instagram Reels, that's most video content now for short form is being presented in the mobile vertical format. So I had to make that adjustment. And you know, since then, like today, I want a five-figure consulting deal from a TikTok video. Now, the only reason that I won that deal is because my video content is set up as a 24-7 sales rep for my business. So they consume one video, they go to another path, there's more videos. They go to my LinkedIn, there's a profile, there's customer testimonial videos. They go to my website, there's more social proof there, there's more videos. There's a video of me explaining what we do and how much it costs and why why you should work with us if you're the right fit and why maybe you shouldn't book a call if you, if we don't think you're the right fit, right? So I'm trying to qualify and disqualify. And then at that point, they get on the call 
And then what I can do is I can actually have a conversation. I know that the prospect is qualified and typically it leads to a high percentage chance that we're going to close that deal and they're going to become a customer. That's that's so cool. And people say like, oh, TikTok is for dances and stuff. Some people, right? I don't. I know. I know the potential. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it's just getting started too. I mean, in a lot of ways, it's like, you know, more and more B2B people and more business people are going to start getting on the platform. It's just like when Facebook started off, it was like, oh, it's it's for college kids. And it was. And then it was for kids and your parents were like, what the hell is Facebook? Get off Facebook. And now my parents, all they do is jump on Facebook when they have a, you know, a free moment in their day and they're not doing anything, right? So it just all platforms evolve over time. And if you got the feeling and just watch what's happening around you with TikTok, it's very clear that it's on the rise. It's the number one website in the entire world. So it's happening whether people like it or not. The problem is, and I know this from experience, is that once you build on one platform or you build on two platforms, and then you have to go somewhere else and start from zero, that's a that's a tough pill for people to swallow. Because like, Alex, I'm making it. I've done really well on LinkedIn. I've established my brand. I've built my brand on, on Instagram or wherever it is. And now they got to go from somewhere and essentially start from zero. And it's really tough because you got to push your ego aside. You have to be willing to get, you know, have your videos not do well like they are on the other platforms that you've been dominating for years. So you have to push your ego aside and be willing to say, hey, I'm, I'm jumping in this. I'm going to make the commitment and I'm willing to push through the first 20, 30, 50, 100, 200 videos to get to a place where I've now built my presence on that platform too. And again, hopefully your video strategy allows you to create for all of the platforms. So it's not this major shift, but that's why more people don't get on because they're dominating on one or two platforms. Then they get on a new platform like a TikTok or a LinkedIn. And then all of a sudden, like it hurts your ego when you post and it doesn't perform well. And you're used to performing well on the other platforms. And so you say, screw this, man. I'm not, I, don't even, I don't even like this platform. Like I don't believe it. I'm not going to do it. And that really is just your, your ego and your mind saying, this sucks and I'm not performing higher when I do on these other platforms. But I just swallowed that shit. And I was like, fuck it. I'm going for it. Like I'm committed. I don't care if my first 100 videos bomb, and many of them did. I was like, I'm going to learn. I'm going to understand the platform, the people there, the all the algorithm, how it works. And uh, now I'm winning five figure deals off TikTok. So it's like you have to be willing to commit and go all in, whether it's LinkedIn or TikTok or wherever it is. And you got to be willing to push your ego aside to try something new that you're not going to be amazing at right away. And uh, I completely agree with that. Uh, but I want to like ask a question about that too. Do you do you get very like do you develop specific strategies for TikTok different than LinkedIn? Let's just kind of focus on those two for now. It, do you come in like with a different? I know that there's some videos that you can repurpose because okay, it fits for audiences. But do you still do like certain things differently in one yeah. platform and the other? Yes, of course. So like you know TikTok for example, I'm doing videos on there that I wouldn't post on LinkedIn. I probably could, but I just, I answer questions from people on TikTok. That's a great TikTok strategy. If like, I don't know what to post on TikTok. I don't want to do dances or lip syncing. I don't either. And I still find success on TikTok. So you don't have to do that stuff, but you got to think about the contextual nature of the platform. So ideally you're finding, you're building a content strategy or a video, a video, uh, the video machine, the video content machine, where you can plug in play video content any on any platform, right? But even on a specific platform, there's nuances. So LinkedIn, for example, you would do text posts. You would mix in some texture text posts. Maybe you'd mix in you'd mix in some picture posts, right? You got to know that copy matters on LinkedIn. It really does. Even when you're posting the video, typically you'll have good copy above it, and that should help perform. That should help the performance of the video. On TikTok, copy really doesn't matter because most people aren't even looking at it. It's typically one sentence and a couple hashtags. 
But what you got to know on TikTok is that you can go in there and answer questions. Like I'll do a video on TikTok where I'm answering someone's question that they left in my comments. I'll look at the comment. They'll say, what's the big difference between videos on TikTok versus videos on LinkedIn? And I'll be like, great question. Let me answer this as a piece of content. And I'll pull out my phone and I'll answer the question. And that becomes a video. And so there's and there's certain unique things that you would do on TikTok that you maybe wouldn't do the exact same on LinkedIn. But I do think there's a lot of crossovers if you have a good strategy and you understand both platforms well, there is a ton of crossover. I mean, I would say 70% of my content is almost the same content on both TikTok and LinkedIn, minus the copy adjustments and hashtags adjustments, hashtag adjustments, and just knowing like the nuances of the platform, 70% of it is very, very close. Nice. Uh, and uh, one thing, because uh, I'm very invested in this, because I'm going hard on content. So that's why like, I'm using this platform to learn too. Mm-hmm. And to, so everybody that listens to this can learn from it too. Do you, if you, you let's say out of the 70% that you repurpose, do you, do you, it's a, as a tip, would you recommend to, to at the same time release it in, in, in both platforms or just let it one platform and then maybe the next day or something? What do you think? Or is it depending if it's timely? Like, what do you think? It, it doesn't really matter, honestly. I mean, ideally in a perfect scenario, you could release something all one week and then the, the other platform is something different and then you mix and match the next week. But oftentimes I'll release the same video on TikTok that I do on LinkedIn because it's a little bit of a different audience there too, right? So it's like, you're not reaching the exact same people. And so, you know, I think, again, I think best case scenario is you got every day you're releasing something that's different on each platform. That's best case scenario. But that requires a lot of work to be able to do that. I just think, look, are you mixing it up? I think if you're posting the exact same content, exact same copy, videos, everything on all the platforms, I do think that's a miss. Like there are certain things that you need to adjust a platform for. And even TikTok though, TikTok in general has just taught me more about video. I mean, it's taught me more about vertical video. It's taught me more about how to you know, grab attention in the first one second of a video, not two or three seconds. So, I mean, it's, it's shaped, it's definitely maybe a better video creator. So I'm very grateful for that. And then what I do is I take that and I also bring that to LinkedIn because it's going to work there too. I could bring that to Instagram reels or YouTube shorts or wherever I'm going, because a lot of those strategies do cross over. I I love that. And thanks for, for giving me that because I'm, I'm really, really being very intentional about it. And I'm the creating content and, and, do using the, the podcast is, is a way to do it, but I'm also doing like hook, this is my name, then the value type stuff, right? And those are the things that I've learned from TikTok that I also learned from people like you and people all over well, like just consuming that type of content. I'll tell you this, since we're on that subject, the way I repurpose my videos is different than any other creator does it that I've seen. Because what I do is that when I take my podcast or my live session and I'm going to repurpose it, What most people do is they'll put out like a square box or they'll show two people talking at the same time. And the biggest mistakes that people make is they start mid conversation. So we don't know what the heck, you know, the conversation is even about because we weren't there. Right. Or there's no hook in the first second or two. And so they're just missing the mark in general. But what I do is I repurpose. So it looks like I'm creating a video almost for LinkedIn, for TikTok, for the feed. It looks like that because I'm recording this just like I'm doing right now. I'm recording it from my on my phone as well as my webcam so I can get vertical shots. I got a good mic, my Yeti mic. It's nothing expensive, but it does the it does the job. I've got that lined up and I'm able to look in the webcam and the my phone camera so it looks like I'm looking the person watching this video right now in the eyes, right? And so that's the trick to how do you repurpose and I can and I can repurpose successfully for TikTok 
for LinkedIn, for Instagram Reels, for YouTube Shorts, all the hottest platforms right now. And most of the time when I tell people, oh, that's a repurposed video for my podcast or my live, they're like, oh, I didn't even know those were repurposed videos because they actually look like I created them for the feed. So will I do this a year or two from now? I don't know. Things could change and there could be a new strategy that's even better by then. But I know right now that this is working very well on the different platforms for this repurposing strategy. That's that we we talked a little bit about that prior to to this recording, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, thanks for bringing it up. So now we can give it to to everyone, and uh, that's something that I'm definitely doing. Like I already told you, like I got a couple of things. I asked you all the questions uh, because it's something that I, I want to level up my 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 content. So one of the reasons that I have you here so I can learn and per- definitely that I have some takeaways uh, for this. So. On that note, is there any like based you know based on the conversation or something that maybe you haven't said? Is there what do you think are the biggest takeaways or either this conversation or your expertise that you would like to leave the audience with? You know, I'd say you know ninety nine percent of people aren't even creating video content in the first place, so that's a pretty good place to start. Most companies have almost zero strategy for social media, besides posting their company blog or their company brag post or an occasional promotional graphic, you know? And so people got to understand that, look, video consumption has gone, has doubled in the last four years. It's gone from, in 2018, people consumed around 10 hours a week of online videos. And now in 2022, it's almost 20 hours a week. So more and more platforms are emerging like the TikTok. More people are searching for videos to explain things or learn things from or listen to. And so you have to understand that that's just the way the world is going. So if you're not going to jump on and take advantage of being in front of your customers and potential customers all the time, it's a big miss. And I know people will say like, well, I'm scared to get on camera. I've got this fear. I understand that. But that is a deep down insecure that that person, insecurity that that person needs to really think through and and work through. I mean, honestly, if you're scared to put yourself out there, it's probably because you're worried about what other people would think. It's probably because you're getting your validation from other people instead of worrying about the values that you have internally as a person. That's where your confidence and self-esteem and self-love should come from. It should come from your values. And then do you live them every day? What are your values? How do they show up? Why are they your values? And when you're really living that, that's where self-esteem and confidence comes from. And then you don't need validation from everyone else coming in. I don't need validation from people to say my content's good or I'm a good dad or I'm a good good business person. I don't need that because I can look at my values. I know why they're my values. I know how they show up every single day. And I know that I'm living, I'm doing the best that I can in terms of living those values. So I just went on a whole tangent there, but that's a big one for people that are like, I'm scared to get on video. I'm I'm worried to put myself out there. You need to look deep inside and figure out why that is. Because that's going to hold you back from a lot of other things, not just video content. But once you get past that, then you got to develop a strategy to put out content consistently wherever your customers are. LinkedIn, TikTok, you know, Facebook, wherever they are, you you need to show up there consistently on video. If you want to grow your business, if you want to build your brand, if you want to get your dream clients to come to you, that's a pretty damn good strategy. I completely agree. And I would add that for me personal, for my by my personal experience, it has allowed me to it really the practice of doing these videos, the practice of doing the podcast, uh, it it has made me a better communicator. I'm way more efficient. I have less uh, words of like, like, and, yes. you know, I still, you know, struggle like I just did right now, <laughs> but uh, I've gotten a lot better. If you see my first podcast episode to now, or my first couple of videos that I did to now, 
So it's not just about like the video itself is how you can grow your person, your communication skills and how to, you know, act on the spot. There's no redo or sometimes if you're doing something live. So when you do this video, it's just a, maybe a safer place, you know, when you're recording yourself. So uh, right. something they want to add. <laughs> so that's that. a great point. So this is the one thing that most people like, I would say, how am I going to phrase this? This is the one thing that most people don't know about video content. When you put out video content consistently, you train yourself and you get a ton of practice telling your story, communicating your unique value prop, you know, understanding, taking questions from your customers and answering them back in the form of videos. So all of this practice, I mean, think about me versus somebody that in the same exact role or same exact company, similar products and services. If you take us and put us together, after two years of creating video content, if I'm creating video content every day or every week or whatever it is, and they're creating almost no video content, I am a much better communicator and I can tell my story so much better and I can communicate to my clients so much better. I've gotten so much repetitions at this point that I'm going to smoke them. If we get in the meeting, in most cases, I'm just going to be able to talk about it so much better. I've just got the practice. I've just got the at-bats and they're going to be you know, two years behind me by the time they even get started. So yeah, that's a great point. I mean, you become a better communicator by telling your story, by communicating more often. It's just like anything. So getting on video is not just an external thing where you can get win clients and get attention and build your brand. It's also a big time internal growth opportunity because you have to maybe overcome some fears. You can demonstrate, again, tell your story, describe your unique value prop, come up with creative ways to help people understand a complex situation or a scenario or a problem. They may be very overwhelmed by a certain challenge or a problem and your ability to break that problem down into something very simple and easy to digest or consume. Well, that's the art of talking about it all the time. And you get better at that. And that helps when you're on video talking about those same challenges and problems all the time. It's a great yeah, point. Definitely. It, it helps you say more with less words. And that's that's always going to be incredibly valuable as you learn how to simplify things, how to say it easier well, so it's easier to understand. An example is like when you asked me, what is your name and what do you do? I didn't notice, I didn't go into like some long thing of like, we do video marketing and oh, we specialize in this and we've been around for this long. And they do that. I didn't do any of that stuff. I said one line that sums up what I do. I was like, we help companies take their video content and turn it into a 24 seven sales rep for them and their business. Now, I don't need to go any more deep than that. Because if I do, I'm probably going to lose people. They've never met me. They don't know my industry. They don't know it like I do, right? But the way I just told that story and communicated that, you can go, wow. So I can take videos and it can just act like a sales rep for me while I'm sleeping, playing with my kids, while I'm doing different things. Yeah, exactly. So your ability to, yes, refine your message and get more clear about what you do. And we all know in marketing, if you confuse people, you lose people. So your ability to keep things simple and easy to digest is actually the difference sometimes in people going with you versus somebody else that made it very complicated. And they're like, I don't understand how they're going to get results, or I don't understand what they're really going to do with us. Alex, he was simple. He's like, one, two, three, four, five, five-step process, turn your video into a sales rep. Boom, right? And then I, so I, I show social proof. I show testimonials like I posted today, right? And so all of that builds up. The other person's over here, they've got none of that. They haven't been on video and they can't clearly articulate their value proper, their ROI, and they're not going to win the customer. Yeah, it's 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 very simple. That's that's why a lot of people don't get it because they haven't been explained these things like we just did. 
And that's mm-hmm. why I, I believe that this this podcast for me is so powerful because it's just just but I know that's gonna be people that are gonna listen to this and gonna be like, huh, it makes sense. I didn't never thought about it like that. I just thought that I just right. thought it was in camera. I was like, well, maybe you're not, but after you put the reps and just be a you know, being afraid to fail. Like even if you don't like it, yes. just kind of like get the reps in and, and do it and and that's it. Like I kind of sucked and sometimes I cringe t- still about things, <laughs> yeah. but I keep doing it because I've noticed already. But that now this is my 14 or 15 episode that I'm recording from the first one to this one. The growth has been like insane. So that's I can only imagine how good I'm going to be in my 100th episode, you know. So that's why I am keep putting this and and I want more content, better content. How can I do it? How can I say more with less? It's this is something that I think about and, and, and work towards every single day. Like I have my leisure time or whatever, but I still have it in my like my shower thoughts and everything. It's like, how can I say more with less? How can I get people to not confuse? How can I put more output? And you know, because I'm trying to to educate people and also look for people that I can help them amplify their impact with what I do with a public relations and specifically like the media relations side of getting editorial coverage. So uh this is this was this is really really valuable i know there's gonna be multiple people that's gonna be like i want to know more about him so what are like those keywords or easiest links for people to find you so you can find me on linkedin on tiktok those are the two platforms that i'm most heavy on um alex b sheridan if you type that in i'll I'll surely pull up but we also have a podcast called brand in demand and it's a really great podcast. We do a live event once a week. You're free to join it. Just hit me up, send me a message if you want to be a part of it. And um, we talk about different topics, such as how to build a video content machine. Uh, this coming week, or actually tomorrow now, Tuesday, we're talking about how to turn your video content into a 24-7 sales rep for your business. So it's all video content, building a brand, you know, creating demand for you and your business in the marketplace. It's all focused around that. But uh, it's incredibly impactful. So check that out too. Perfect. Uh, and, and if it's as good as all the information that you share here, probably more, right? Because it's your platform yeah. and you definitely should check it out because I want to check it out. Like I, when I've checked out some because I've been following your content for like over a year now. Like I'm, I'm super educational, entertaining. I love how you go the extra mile with, with the Trump. Like you, you, you do like little stories and, you know, characters and yeah. I don't know, that makes it super engaging. So that's why I was so excited because I've basically been a fan of yours for over a year now and having you in my podcast is, is a great, like, damn, like, look, now we're like, I, I've seen you grow a lot, you know, you've grown a lot and I've seen you from like kind of starting out and then like now to figure yeah. out your message and your quality of content is even higher and faster and, qu- and more like, and it's very impressive and mm-hmm. you're definitely doing some good stuff Thank that you. I'm definitely going to talk to you more about it because I think PR and video are perfect combination. So yeah, after this, we'll we'll talk a little bit about that. See what what else if we can help each other, you know, amplify our our impact. So very very excited about that. But good, brother. you know, uh, thanks thanks for for joining my show. I this was value packed. I know I'm gonna get some good content. I know you're gonna get some good content. You're already recording on your side. So uh, I'm I'm glad that that we did this today. And hopefully, uh, I'm thinking in a year we'd love to kind of have you back and be like, damn, this is what we did all this year. Like that's kind of how I'm seeing things going with my podcast. I want to bring people back and see what what has happened. So looking forward to that. So you know, thank you, thank you for 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 being here, taking your time, and um, I'm excited to to like push this out to the world. <laughs> my pleasure. I okay. appreciate you having me on, James. Thanks.
Thank you. So this is Alex and Fu signing off. Thanks for listening to Moments with Fu with your host, Fu. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates and we will see you on the next episode. Thank you.